Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. Today, I'm your host, Mike Jen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFJen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm, it is Tuesday, May 18th, 2021. And, oh man, it was a very, very quiet day on the football side of things. But we had a little bit of transfer news on the basketball side of things for the Big Ten. But before we get into that, let's wrap up what's going on on the recruiting side of things for the football programs. And we'll get into a little bit of basketball in just a few moments as we're going to update the 2021 recruiting rankings. And the dead period is close. It's close to being over at the end of this month. It is officially over. It has been over a year since the... Uh, recruits were last able to be you know, toured on campus uh, via coaches, have them pay for everything, et cetera, et cetera, have that actual official visit. It has been a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, again, I will go back to the fact that uh, Mark Emmert, uh, just in my estimation, just kind of push this off and push this off and push this off and, and hope the pandemic would work itself out instead of trying to find a way around doing this. And he hurt that experience for the class of 2021. And he's putting a cramp on that experience for the class of 22 because by this time in the cycle, they would have already had junior days because junior days typically happen in January and February, uh, coinciding with you know the late stretch of you know basketball, you know the conference schedule, and so you typically see you know us two to three Saturdays out of that time frame between February and March where you'd have. You know, rising seniors come in and be able to meet with the coaches a little bit and, and see the campus and have a guided tour with some staff members. Well, that experience, they'll never get back. It's unfortunate. And, you know, the good part is, though, is that the 22 class, they are going to have official visits. They are going to be able to experience what every college football class in front of them has experienced sans the 21 class so I feel for the 21 class I really do uh, they got the raw end of the deal here uh, and I think the NCA could have worked something out I do I think that they could have made something happen uh, you know Mark Emmert once again just uh, just hope things works itself out and I don't like that. And I'm still kind of angry about the fact that he got a five-year extension because I don't think he's doing his job very well. I really don't. Not at all. Not one bit. And, you know, this is something that kind of goes along with uh, his tenure. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of missteps. Another big step misstep was during the NCAA basketball tournament. The women got the shift. We all remember the viral video regarding their weight room. 
and how terrible it looked compared to what the men got. The swag bag. The men get a bed full of stuff. The women, a quarter of that, along with generic NCAA things. It doesn't say women's tournament anywhere. It just says very generically. And again, that's dropping the ball. It really is. And, uh, you know, the the women, you know, the NCAA tournament, I, I find it fun to watch. I mean, yeah, UConn has kind of dominated the last, who knows what, 15 years or so. But there's some pretty damn good basketball players out there on the women's side of things. And, you know, yeah, they they don't play above the rim like the men do. But fundamentally, it's damn good basketball. So, you know, he's continued to drop the ball. And, you know, it still bothers me, obviously. There's a lot of things that bother me about his tenure as, you know, the guy in charge of the NCAA. Now, granted, it's a, it's a big job. And there's a lot of things he's got to do. But there, in my estimation, there's a lot of things they just hasn't done right. But I digress. Let's get into the 22 recruit rankings. And still leading the Big Ten and second overall in the country are the Buckeyes. They've got 12 commits. They've got a damn good class. They are, you know, when when you think about it, you know, they're um, them along with, you know, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, uh Clemson, you know, they're, they, those are the schools that, you know, win the mythical recruiting championship. Uh, although, you know, to be honest with you, Alabama pretty much wins it every year. Everyone else is pretty much fighting for second place. But, uh, you know, the Buckeyes, they've, they've done really well. And that's something that has actually surprised me with Ryan Day's tenure. You, you kind of looked at what Urban Meyer did and, you know, he recruited at such a high level, and you kind of thought, well, that's kind of the, the Buckeye ceiling. That's, you know, Urban Meyer's got that recruiting, you know, pretty much at its top. Well, there was another level, and Ryan Day actually has taken them to that next level, and it's just impressive. It's really impressive, and I think a lot of it has to do with quarterback play because now, uh, you know, uh, you you can't uh, it's hard to say whether or not Dwayne Haskins was a you know a day quarterback cuz it was obviously Urban Myers the head coach there but now he's got Justin Fields under his belt and i think Justin Fields is actually going to change the perception of Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL going forward i think he is and i think that only helps Ohio State in recruiting because that's really the only spot when you look at things that's really the only position traditionally, historically, that the Buckeyes haven't really put high-level talent into the NFL. You know, O-line, D-line, linebackers, secondary, wide receivers, running backs, they got it all. But they've never really had that big-time quarterback. And I think that all changes with Justin Fields as he got drafted 11th overall by the Chicago Bears. Penn State. Doing work. James Franklin, once again, I think last year was an anomaly. I think this year more in line with what the Nittany Lions will do on the recruiting side of things. Ten commitments, sixth nationally. The Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Wow, I, it's just shocking for me to see this, but 
They have the 10th overall recruiting class in the country, third in the Big Ten. They've got 10, I'm sorry, 11 commitments. And, you know, it's just Greg Shadow understands Rutgers. He understands that, you know, in order to win, you've got to – you've got to really recruit the area well and that's exactly what he has done he's recruited the area very well and we'll see if that continues i mean it is early you know it's it's may signing day is not until the early signing period is not until december there's a ton of time and do they continue to build on that class or has it is it going to fizzle out and they're going to watch a bunch of teams just jump them as time goes on who knows but uh, right now for may that's a damn good start for the Scarlet Knights. The Wolverines got seven commitments. They are 20th overall in the country. Maryland is two spots behind them at 22nd with nine commits. The Fighting Illini and Brett Bielman. I love what they have done over there in Champaign. Eight commits right now. 27th overall in the country. Their renewed focus on the Midwest, I think, is really going to make an impact for Illini recruiting uh, the you know not just the the midwest focus but the focus to go and make illinois players specifically the state of illinois not you know the illinois players but the state of illinois the high school players feel like that's a destination for them you know i, I talk to a lot of young men that when i'm on you know, scouting trips, and, and a lot of them tell me, you know, that, that Illinois offer is different now. They're, they're making a concerned effort. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And I think you're going to see more high-level prospects from the state end up in Champaign. I don't think this is a one-year anomaly. I think they're going to continue to do it. They're going to work hard, and they're going to keep doing it. And, again, this is a stark contrast, a stark contrast from the Lovey Smith era in recruiting. Uh, it's so refreshing to see a, a, a coach like Bielma understand that he doesn't have to go to Florida to get talent. He could stay in the Midwest and, and win. It's very refreshing, extremely refreshing. The Golden Gophers, they've got five commits at the moment, they are 33rd in the country. A few spots behind them are the Spartans, also five commits, 37th overall in the country. The Hoosiers, three very good commits right now, 43rd in the country. And the Wildcats of Northwestern, also three commits, three in-state guys, 48th overall in the country. The Hawkeyes, 54th in the country with just two commits. Uh, you've got Purdue as well with two commits, 63rd overall. Nebraska, 65th, also with two commits. Got the Badgers, just a solo commit at the current moment, 75th overall in the country. Kind of expect Wisconsin to, to make a little bit of run. Uh, seeing them at the bottom of the, the Big Ten right now of the recruiting rankings is a bit odd. Uh, historically, they're not a program that really recruits at a super high level uh, they've been a program that really develops their players uh, you know they take offensive linemen and you know a year and to two years later after being in the program they explode and, and become guys that are looked upon as the NFL you know as, as high level guys so uh, you know it's not surprising that you know, Wisconsin is you know ranked where they are um, although, you know, 
you expect that to go up. You know, Paul Chris is a good coach. They, they just only one commit. You know, they're in an area where, you know, a Boise State, a UNLV, an Arkansas State, a Rice, Northern Illinois, North Texas, USF, Houston, Toledo. Those are schools that are right around there or above them right now. So, uh, yeah, Wisconsin's going to have to get that recruiting going. They, they really are. They really are. All right, let's move on to a couple of notes on the basketball side of things. We'll start with the Hoosiers and Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson has had a nice little run since being hired as the new head coach for the Hoosiers. I, I think he's doing a fantastic job uh, on the recruiting trail, on the transfer trail, uh, keeping some of his players, although, you know, some some go. But uh, yesterday got a nice little transfer from USF center Michael Durr. Durr is a seven-footer, 250 pounds. Uh, Durr was set to go to Virginia Tech. Uh, but what lured him to Indiana was that he wanted to go to a school that, that had some, you know, prestige, uh, you know, that had some basketball history. And you've got that in Indiana. Now, granted, the recent basketball history for the Hoosiers is not so hot. But the past history, very, very impressive. You know, Bobby Knight uh, winning championships. You've got Isaiah Thomas there. You know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot. And I think that, you know, when you look at it, you know, Durr had an opportunity to come in and make his mark with the Hoosiers, uh, you know, and a solid player at that. Uh, almost nine points a game, almost eight rebounds a game, almost a block a game. He's just right right on the cusp of, of, of pushing those numbers a little higher. But uh, it it's a big-time get, uh, you know. The Big Ten, uh, the center position, uh, it's more of the, in my estimation, it's more of the traditional centers. Uh, we don't have a lot of stretch fives in the Big Ten, you know, Luca Garza is a good example. You know, he's, for the first two years of his career, he was kind of like a banger. And, and then, you know, the last two years when, you know, he burst on the national scene, it's because he he expanded his game, was able to move out to the three-point line. But there, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, modern centers in the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, it, if Dirk can come in and bang with those guys and do a good job, I think Indiana's getting a really, really good transfer from the USF center. Minnesota has seen one of their players, Brandon Johnson, leave and go to DePaul as a grad transfer. Uh, averaged right about nine points a game and uh, 6.3 rebounds, so... Uh, you know, DePaul's getting a good one here. Ben Johnson, in not having as good of luck keeping his players who enter the portal as Mike Woodson is. Uh, you know, again, Mike Woodson, I think, has done a fantastic job. Now, granted, Ben Johnson, you know, hasn't done a terrible job, but the just the the mojo, and that's part of it. You know, when you get a new coach, there's a lot of, like, positive energy going on in a program, and... The, the question is, is does that coach, you know, take that positive energy and channel it and, and it make the right player decisions? Or does he just kind of let things go? Uh, you know, I think personally that you know, Mike Woodson's done a really good job. 
uh, you know, Ben Johnson's okay, and, and Michael Shrewsbury okay. Those are the three new hires uh, inside the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, it, 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 if you were to handicap, who's probably going to have the best year? I, I think that the big-time favorite is Mike Woodson. I mean, when you look at the roster that Indiana returns, you know, just, just getting Trace Jackson Davis to return, uh, even if nobody else did, and I know Christian Lander did as well, but even if, you know, Lander left and it was just Trace Jackson Davis, I, I mean, that you've got a first-team All-Big Ten guy leading your team. And, and that's a great place to start. So I think that the, the turnaround for Indiana and Woodson – uh, isn't going to be as long as it is for the other two programs, but uh, ultimately, you know, if I were to handicap, you know, if you were to look at those three teams and say, all right, which one's going to have the best 21-22 season, uh, my money's going on Indiana. And that is going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.